Hi everyone, welcome again to Peach Neon Pink and welcome to the second episode of my podcast. I'm really, really happy um, to be doing this about a week after my first one. It's been really fun recording these little snippets of audio. Um, and like I said, it's been kind of my dream to do a radio show and I've never thought that I've had like any guts to do it and a voice to do it but doing a podcast is extremely fun um so definitely i'm gonna talk about um the same kind of categories of things i'm gonna talk about a korean drama i'm gonna talk about a couple of k-pop songs and i'm also gonna be talking about um k-beauty stuff so some stuff that i've been um really like enjoying using um actually uh, put a count <laughs> or tweet me with how many numbers um how many times i'm gonna say the word stuff in this this podcast it's probably gonna be a lot um so stay tuned hey so before i go on with the rest of this episode definitely let me know what you want me to talk about um, in future podcasts by going to anchor.fm forward slash peach neon with two n on the ends pink forward slash message or you can tweet me at miss manderly on twitter um yeah if you're listening like my one soul listener or something definitely let me know what you want me to talk about in future episodes just so i kind of have more ideas of what i want to talk about all right Yeah. 
Just listening to Breaking Hearts by uh, Mind Me, um, and I got that from Epidemic Sound. So if you want to check that out, it's a pretty good site for getting music that are doesn't have any copyright issues. <laughs> um, you know, when I get to my K-pop section, that I try to put music in there, but it's probably copyrighted, so I'm not. Anyways, Epidemic Sound. Um, this is not an ad. I'm not sponsored at all, but it's a pretty good site to get music that you need for your whatever you know um okay so i'm gonna start off with korean dramas so i'm actually gonna talk about a korean drama that recently aired but already finished it's called the secret life of my secretary it's starting um starting <laughs> it's starring um kim young kwan and jin ki ju so again yet again i didn't write my own um description of this korean drama i'm just gonna read it from vicky because they have pretty good descriptions of their korean dramas um that's also where you can watch this and i'm pretty sure you can watch it at other um sites but um vicky's pretty good with the subtitles um so the description of this korean drama the secret life of my secretary is that uh dolmin ik is a competent and clear-headed man who works as an executive of a leading telecommunications company this smart guy not only recognizes people who he has met just once but also has an insight to read others thoughts until he is diagnosed with face blindness gal he a loyal secretary of min ik is a dowdy and a little disheveled woman who has worked for min ik with all her might on the day she gets fired out of the blue she happens to witness min ik almost getting murdered by someone and becomes his right hand man or i guess his right hand woman <laughs> um minik who suffers from face blindness mistakes galhi for veronica park a charming and influential figure in the filming industry and falls in love with her galhi starts to pretend to be veronica and as time passes even she herself gets confused who she really is but veronica finds out about galhi's double life and puts an end to it would intertwined relationships and feelings be untangled in the end so i'm gonna talk a little bit about the key points that i loved about this korean drama uh first of all it uh has alternate titles so the actual title that i know it by is the secret life of my secretary but um the other title is how to train my blind boss which is a little bit funny to me i i was kind of laughing out loud when i found out that that's one of the titles uh it's also called chomyone saranghamnida which literally means i loved you from the beginning Sorry about my Korean. I've 
I've been watching Korean dramas and listening to K-pop for decades and decades. Um, and I've learned a lot of Korean from those things, but my pronunciation is still pretty bad. So yeah, so 조미연의 사랑합니다. It's written by, um, this Korean drama is written by Kim Ah Jung and it aired, I believe, from May till June 2019. Um, one thing I loved about this Korean drama is that the leads um really the main the main leads really work well with each other um it's my first time watching kim young kwang um in a lead role he um was in room number nine the guardians he plays dominic who um he it's both a serious and very comedic role and he he does both of them very convincingly like um he comes off as a very needy problematic boss also a bit childish or childlike um and it's all packaged in his character um as a chebol um he's very believable as a chebol which um if you don't know korean drama terms it's like that rich guy ceo character that's always a staple in korean dramas um so he's very believable because he he has like well actually this actor i found out is that he used to be a model or he still is a model anyway he's very statuesque he is very tall there's the significant height difference between him and the female lead so it makes the whole like dichotomy of their romance a lot lot cuter um and he he looks really good in a suit which adds to the whole believability of him being a chebol um he also has to very very cute and very adorable brotherly f- friendship with um ki deju who is played by koja song um it's an actor i'm not familiar with i think he plays a lot of um supporting male roles i think but i it's the first time i've watched him in a korean job but it's they're bros they're very realistic bros and it's it's really fun to see them on certain episodes of the shows because the way they act there you really believe that they've been friends since childhood and they've been friends for such such a long time because of that and that they have their own kind of secret way like understanding of each other um i also like the fact that um dominic is like he's that character that appears to be he's kind of arrogant but arrogant in a way that because he's confident in his skills and that gets easily stripped away by the fact when he gets face blindness which is one of the main plots of the korean drama um i also want to talk about jin ki ju who plays the female lead she plays jung gal hee she was in the good wife uh the korean adaptation of the american series the good wife i think that was in 2016 or 2015 she was also in come and hug me um she has a very good contrast like i said not just because of her acting um because of her height difference with kim young kwang who's like really tall if i haven't like said that enough um and jin ki ju is like pt she is like not like short short she's an average height like korean actress but compared them when they're standing next to each other she's, she's pretty like petite um 
her stature is very like kind of like small and cute and petite um but she has she's very very expressive for a korean drama actress like you can tell when she's doing the com- she has a good comedic timing and she's doing the comedy like chops of the of the script i want to say is that you can see her facial expressions her eyes become bigger her face is like she's not afraid to look silly on camera which not a lot of korean drama actresses can do because they they really want to try to portray themselves as beautiful and pretty and gorgeous and um while jinky ju actually I, i think they purposely made her into like a plain jane because she's not dowdy at all when you see her on like their promotional shots like their interview shots um she's really pretty um so they they kind of had to really make an effort to make her look dowdy um but i really love her acting she's really believable as the breadwinner of her family in the story her brother is blind and then her youngest sister wants to be an actress Um, there's a whole subplot about that in the korean drama um which was okay um it's a cute look into um why gal he was so responsible as a secretary to dominique because that's how her her life has been programmed so far like she's been functioning as like a caregiver breadwinner character um from the beginning so she's always been like that responsible character um so that's how mainly how their dichotomy their their relationship is her and uh dominique um is throughout the series she comes off um like a very cheerful character also a little bit childlike but more responsible so there's that whole like they pair up really well um dominique and galhi but also like slightly different in how they approach life which is really cute when you see it in the korean drama um the the overall plot of this korean drama is not very new i mean it's it's essentially that standard korean drama plot of a uh, chebol like a rich guy often the ceo or whatever um in this case he's not the ceo yet of the company he's one of like the managing directors or something but still the rich guy falls in love with like not necessarily like a poor the poor girl in this series it's not necessarily that she's poor she's just hardworking. she's just a normal girl living her life working like a supposedly nine to five job as a secretary but she's often like doing stuff for uh minik so much that it's like beyond her the hours of her work um which creates a lot of dramatic and comedic tension throughout this rom-com um but they kind of add a little bit of other stuff to the standard plot of korean dramas so one of um the things that is the overall arc of this korean drama is the face blindness or prosopagnosia as um, we medical people call it um if i didn't mention it before my usual day job is a nurse so um i'm gonna talk a little bit about the medical side of it um so prosopagnosia is a cognitive disorder of face perception um when it's impaired and while other brain functions such as decision making remains intact it uh, i believe affects about like 2.5 of the general u.s population so um it is very interesting plotline it's depicted as blurred faces on the screen um which is cool because 
visually like how would you visually interpret or show to the viewers what face blindness looks like so on every perspective that it's coming from Minik, it's like the faces are blurred or when the odd chance that he does or able to see people's faces is un becomes clearer so that's like the visual clue you know that the perspective is from Minik. actually kids i know um i was watching this korean drama for the entire time and i didn't realize that uh do Minik is actually like a, a, a it's like a shadow like a punny like uh a pun on the the american name dominic so it's supposed to sound like dom 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 inic dom minic or something it's supposed to sound like dominic which i thought added to like the funny part of like the korean drama but i didn't know that until like towards the end of the drama so that was pretty cute um the the secretary boss roman's plot reminds me a lot of um romance sorry romance plot reminds me a lot about what happened to secretary kim the korean drama um it's not entirely the same just the structure sorry the structure is the same um min ik's character has like this childhood trauma or dramatic past too as well and um in the same way in what happened to secretary kim um jinky Ju's character galhi kind of is like the person that heals him ish so there's kind of that similarity there's also this like slight mystery plot about who orchestrated the attack on minik like well, who attempted to murder him is it his best friend or is it his uncle who's trying to take over the company or maybe it's his mom who doesn't seem to love him there's like so many suspects in this whole issue that they both Minik and Galhi kind of work together sort of as like drama sleuths to um to figure out what you know what happened what caused his condition um the standout characters um there is no other standout character than um the character played by Kim Jae-kyung who uh, she was a k-pop idol before she was an actress so she was on Rainbow um she was also in the very popular Korean drama uh reply 1994 um and she plays veronica park uh, this very outlandish crazy super exaggerated character she literally goes i'm gonna try to copy it how they do it in the drama how she says in the drama but she goes veronica park yayo like <laughs> like perfect korean but with like a very like slang accent um kind of think about her as like if like the kardashians were korean that's how her character is like she talks a bit in like a valley accent almost but in korean which was it's just so funny she is very hilarious to watch but also her character gives a lot of like the what i call the eureka moments of a korean drama like she makes galhi realize that she actually has feelings um different from her responsibilities as a secretary towards minik like that she actually has like a romantic like feeling she has romantic feelings toward minik and it's not she's doing things for him or caring about him not just because she's paid to do so as a secretary but also because she actually genuinely loves him so she has as a second lead has a lot of those moments and what's good about it is that even though in the beginning we're kind of fooled into thinking that because 
Domin Dominic is actually was like getting set up with Veronica Park and that's how the whole confusion ensues when Galhi pretends that she's Veronica Park. So we we we've been set up to think that um Veronica Park is gonna go after Minik. Um, which is the standard Korean drama second lead second female lead plot line pretty much but her character really throws throws it out of the ballpark and very consistent with her crazy character she actually falls in love with um minik's best friend so that's the only one i want to talk about the ship to watch out for because the very straight laced serious um deju which is who is um who i talked about is minik's best friend best bro um with veronica park um they veronica park actually falls head over heels in love with him um which is at first a very unlikely pairing but later on the series they somehow fit um because deja is almost almost somewhat a kind of like an odd awkward duck in terms in the fact that he's also one of the managing directors at the telecommunications company where this is all set um but he's kind of like a fish out of water because he's like the scholarship student he was pretty much sent to school by the previous chairman or ceo of the company um and he kind of worked his way up in the company starting from like the lowest position up to managing director so he's always been out of place with this group of like really rich people even if even when he's like really good friends with minik he's minik he's also kind of sort of like awkward with him too just because He's so rich, Minik, and then he's like just like a normal guy that's just in a high level position doing his best. So at first, he kind of um, didn't think that he's gonna fit well with Veronica Park, who is like a chibble, super rich, like CEO of like a movie company. But his awkwardness actually really complement the very wacky Veronica Park. Um, so those are the thoughts I have about. Um, a secret life of my secretary it's definitely what not a very standout korean drama it's not it, it wasn't one of those korean dramas that became really famous in korea or even internationally but i think i still think there's a merit in it that it's such a fun korean drama to watch it's one of those korean dramas that you watch when you just kind of like turn off your brain and you don't want to think about it it's lighthearted. it's fun there's some sections of it that has a little bit of um drama in it but not too much that it just overwhelms the entire korean drama um it ends with a sort of realistic happy ending that's like not just like oh we got married let me shove this like incredibly unrealistic um plot ending down your throat so that's what's good about it that's what i like about it. so i definitely recommend checking it out um like i said it's on vicky i believe it's on like kiss asian and a whole bunch of other um k-drama sites you could watch it um and again that's about uh i'm gonna try to pronounce it again um secret life of my secretary again check it out on vicky and i am gonna be back talking about some k-pop songs that i like Hey, so now we're in the K-pop section of my podcast. If you're actually on Anchor.fm, you have heard a little snippet of the song that I'm going to talk about, which is the Rose um, 
it's a song um the name is sorry or sorry whatever accent you have sorry um <laughs> um if not you're, you're probably gonna hear some non-copyrighted music somewhat before that um so sorry by the rose like i said um, the rose is a four member band from jn star entertainment um they were actually an indie band prior to debut into the k-pop scene um one of their um, members dojun was actually a former dsp entertainment trainee um if you don't know who um what dsp entertainment is one of like the bigger um k-pop entertainment agencies or um companies in korea so um it's home to like the old school finkel like from the first generation of k-pop sf501 kara and i think um the one i'm familiar with um in their company right now is card which is i might talk about them in a future k-pop section future podcast because they're pretty good group as well um so anyways dojun uh was a former k-pop trainee before he returned to busking which um if you've <laughs> listened to my um, previous podcast you know that busking is kind of like when they do street performances in like neighborhoods in seoul or in south korea so um like i said in my previous podcast um i've actually seen a few of them when i was in myeongdong um last year when i was in south korea for a few days so it's like a very artsy um way of performing there's a lot of indie bands that do it so um the rose debuted in 2017 sorry is their debut song um it has a lot of soft rock vibes and um like this just the sound in general um they were very inspired by the beatles and they a lot of their songs are inspired by british pop um in general they're just a very good um korean band um uh the main vocalist or lead vocalist his name is Sung, or his english name is sam or sammy um he has very raspy vocals he's like my favorite out of the group he just released his um solo single uh solo album called wolf um the main title track is face which uh like youtube it or search it or whatever but it's, it's really good it's a really good solo single so um I hope that by talking about a lot of these Korean bands that they actually get a lot more exposure because I do love a lot of them um, aside from Day6 which I who I talked about in a previous episode of this podcast um, The Rose there's a lot of them that I'm probably going to talk about in future podcasts because I love um, at least giving shout out to them and exposure um, since they're not they're kind of underrated in Korea um a lot of k-pop is mostly like the boy bands and the girl bands so um korean bands don't get that much love i think um but definitely try out to listen to their songs they don't have that much songs online but um they do a lot of covers they're amazing with the covers as well um so check that out on youtube or something but definitely check out sorry the debut song from the rose I am also going to talk about a K-pop group 
called NCT 127 and their song Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb is the third, um, the third EP from the soul-based subunit of NCT. They're from the ver- one of the big three, like they call them, um, agencies in Korea and within K-pop called S- SM Entertainment. Um, Cherry Bomb has a lot of EDM and a lot of, of um, electropop. That's kind of the genre they play with with this song. Um, if you see the music videos, it has very sharp, synchronized dance moves, with I, which I believe NCT 127 is known for. Um, Cherry Bomb is essentially like literally means an explosion. So, explosion, <laughs> an explosion. So, it's a very fun beat. Um, it's like it just makes you dance this is one of those songs that if you hear it at a club or somewhere at a party you're gonna be like dancing you're gonna be having fun because it's like such like an entertaining beat to it it's like it's it's a bop it's like a song that you're just like want to listen to it like you can listen to it in the car it's 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 pretty good song um and if you don't know the whole system of nct it's like i think there's more than 20 members now in that group and they kind of rotate between subunits uh they're kind of a little bit similar to j-pop or you have johnny's entertainment that's like subgroups within a huge big group so that's how nct works out i really like from specifically nct 107 i really like jayhoon he i think he looks so handsome and like such a prince so he's like my favorite from that group i also like mark and johnny who are like the two main english speaking um members i guess um, my niece loves loves nct 127 and i was trying to get tickets when they were touring doing their north american tour like about a month or a couple months ago but i didn't get tickets uh which is which sucks because <laughs> i would have taken my niece and we, we would have had like such a fun time because there's they're very entertaining sorry entertaining group and they're all young and like very energetic um this song cherry bomb um has a fun trivia point um there it was actually banned from music bank because there were some mentions of violence and like well what can you expect from a song that's called cherry bomb right so um if you don't know nct127 definitely check them out um and check out their song cherry bomb um they also have like a lot of other good songs like superhuman and regular there's a lot of songs like they they're just really good so um if you're on anchor.fm you're gonna hear a little bit of snippet a little bit of snippet of cherry bomb after this segment or if you're not you're gonna hear like some uncopyrighted music like i said um but definitely enjoy check them out So now it's the Korean beauty or K-beauty section of my podcast. And I'm going to specifically talk about two things that I've been using lately on my face. (laughs) Um, First thing is San and Park's um, beauty water. So this comes in like a pretty large bottle. Not large bottle, but it's it's a sizable bottle compared to other toners. Um, It's made from plant extracts and it's 
a lot it's very known as like a miracle product apparently it's um a favorite of makeup artists in korea um and it said it can be used as a facial mist as a toner um also has some slight exfoliant qualities to it i just recently bought this uh sometime last week and just been starting to use it it smells amazing first of all like i already have put it in a spray bottle and chucked it in my purse just to use as a facial mist because it smells so good and it's so refreshing on your face um it's very cooling as well um Swan and Park doesn't really have that many products within their line. It has the beauty water, it has the, um, I think it's like a glow cream or something, and like some other like gel cleansing thing. But beauty water is pretty much their most famous product. Um, if you Google it or something, you're gonna see like a lot of reviews to it. I'm not sure yet whether it's gonna cause me to break out. I have a lot of um, acne. Um, and working on clearing up my acne as it is so I can't say that it has broken me out in the past week that I've been using it but it just feels so good on my face it's so refreshing and I definitely recommend it uh, if you can check it out it, I think it comes in like a I want to say it's like a 150 bottle 150 ml bottle it's, it's a big bottle but um, I end up using it quite a lot just because it smells so good um, so if you're ever in the market looking for a toner definitely check out sun and parks beauty water um i believe you can buy it online from soko glam i think it also might be on amazon on yes style um there's a lot of online retailers i bought it at um an actual store um and here in california so um i kind of want to I usually try to go to stores and look at the products themselves when I buy any like K-beauty stuff um, unless it's something that I have to buy off online just because you can't buy it from a store here which is it's very rare here in Southern California because there's a lot of K-beauty stores so it's very rare that you can't find like an actual K-beauty product um, so definitely try out Sun and Park um, one other thing I want to mention about Sun and Park's beauty water is like it's like aesthetic like the bottle it's like very minimalistic packaging the box itself is like white with like kind of a grayish silvery like um like font and wording on it really pretty um very elegantly like packaged so it's something that if you're one of those people which i'm not um it would look great on your like near your sink or wherever you do your skincare routine um on your vanity it would look really pretty just being there and it's very like instagram worthy and um, very aesthetic as like what the millennials say nowadays um that's definitely not how my area skincare like my sink does not look pretty at all um, but if you're one of those people that have pretty vanities it will look work well with you um the second thing i want to talk about um is a product from innisfree it's called the youth enriched gel cream with orchid um i want to say it is definitely one of my hg um products like holy grail hg products because it's very lightweight it's cooling um, it's very perfect. Well, that's what I use it for pretty much. That's why it's perfect for me. But I use it uh, on my under eye. It's pretty good for like those really gross under eye circles. It reduces the bagginess. Like um, me and my sister have this joke that like 
our our dark circles and our um under eye bags is like luggage on top of luggage because working as uh in the night shift really like you can't sleep that well so you have like a lot of dark under eye circles which this cream this gel cream is really good for and i already love industry as it is it's a brand that i have a lot of products from like i use maybe half of it i use in my 10 step korean um skincare routine day to day because they just have such good products it's very nature-based so i i love using it um it does have a weird feeling though if you use it all over your face um which i tried once and regretted instantaneously because it has um a lot of a lot of tightening properties so it's good when you put it like where you have wrinkles or like on the sides of your mouth on the sides of your nose or like under eye because it tightens up that skin there but if you put it on your whole face you it feels like somebody just like injected injected botox on your face and you can't really move much for like a good like 30 40 minutes which hey if that's your jam i'm not saying you telling you not to do it i just i'm just saying that i didn't i didn't like it um so definitely check out innisfree's youth enriched gel cream with orchid it's it doesn't really have that much of a smell it doesn't really smell like orchid to me but um it's very soothing so that's what i love about it um i'm almost done with like my this little tiny sample jar that i've first had like when i first tried it so i'm definitely gonna buy like a whole um actual size jar of it in the future when i run out because it's it's amazing uh, and you don't need to use a lot of product anyway i use very tight it's not even a pea size amount it's like half of a pea under each eye and then just like a slight pea size on my um, forehead area and like the sides of my nose and my mouth and that seems to work really well um i use it mostly during the day because it's lightweight underneath um foundation and makeup and everything um at night i usually use a different um eye cream i use a product from nature republic called Col um what's the name collagen 70 uh, which is a heavier kind of more creamier consistency so it's better used at night because it, it doesn't have to hide underneath the the makeup so anyways that was all about k beauty hopefully you guys can try that those products out let me know
Hey, so you were listening to a song by Smart Face. So that was the song that was just playing. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the second episode of this podcast. Um, I definitely am, like I said, and really enjoying recording um, this podcast. Hopefully, um, brightening your day with my thoughts about Korean drama, K-pop, and K-beauty. Maybe you learned something. Maybe it was boring and you want to tell me. So (laughs) definitely let me know um, what you want me to talk about or what your thoughts are about this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash peach neon with another N, pink forward slash message or you can only tweet me at my twitter account which is at miss manderly or you can go to www.peachneonthink.com which is my website i'm gonna try to put those links down on the episode description box if you want to check them out um and yeah i'm definitely looking forward to um delivering more thoughts on the next episode of this podcast so um yeah i'll see you guys next time thank you again for listening to this podcast bye